Welcome to Second Wind with Joyce Buford, a program for and about women. Joyce Buford is a certified coach and motivational speaker who has a passion for helping women who need a second win. She is the author of the Amazon bestseller, Effortless Happiness, How to Find Your Voice and Finally Ask for What You Really Want. She studied directly with her mentor, Jack Canfield, and is a fully certified coach in his program. Also, she has served as an assistant in his training programs. Through her study with many prestigious coaches and mentors, she has created a powerful program that has positively impacted thousands of people. On today's program, Joyce and her guests will help you to get your second wind. Now here's your host, Joyce Buford. Welcome. I am thrilled that you are with us this morning because it's going to be an awesome show. I like to revisit with you just briefly why I created Second Wind. Second Wind was to help those women going through transition and to better position themselves, to understand they're not the only ones that go through transition and it's part of life. And so many of my guests are, um, trans coaches. They're, they're women that have experienced what it is to go through transition. Now my transition to remind you, was my divorce in my late 40s. And so the divorce was, as you know, if you've experienced divorce, very painful. It was something I never thought I would experience. And yet it was there. And I just almost didn't believe that it was happening. And so with the painful transition that I made, I really didn't have any place to reach out. I didn't, other than a few friends that maybe had gone through divorce, there was no place else to look. And so I felt there was a need for a program like this. And so that's how Second Wind was developed. Now that transition of divorce happens to many women and comes in many different sizes, shapes, and and happenings. So what I like to do in Second Wind is expose you to all of these. Now, one of the great things that has come out of transitioning relationships is new coaches, coaches that can really help us put our lives back together. And so our how we can transition into a healthier relationship with ourselves. And so that is the guest that I'm going to be talking with today. And let me tell you a little bit about Jennifer. Now, Jennifer Butler holds a master's in clinical social work from New York University as of 2002, a yoga instructor through Yoga Works in 2010, a certified life coach through Bennett Stellar University in 2011, health coach through Institute of Integrative Nutrition in 2017. She is a calling in the one coach, which is a relationship coach as of 2019 and was personally coached by its creator, Catherine Woodard Thomas. Now, 
as you could tell, she is and has received extensive education in the areas of mind, body, and spirit. And Jennifer brings a unique and holistic approach to her work. She supports her clients at a level throughout that's she re, she supports you with every level of a transition, which makes her process very successful. Jennifer is also the founder of um, a podcast that was called Divorce and Other Things You Can Handle, which is on still on the air, and it has one season. But now she is presently involved in her podcast called Deep Chat which I'm sure will she'll share more about that. So, Jennifer, I loved hearing all the progression that you took to get to this day place where you are today. I mean, you are qualified, my dear. And so thank <laughs> you for being on my show. I love that we become students of everything. I love it. I found that yes. in my own journey. Yeah. Yeah. Love it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Thank you for that beautiful introduction. Um, yeah. yeah, it's interesting to hear it back because you're right. Like I have really embraced what at the moment, like you, I, you know, my transition with a divorce, I really have found a way to embrace what was I thought one of the hardest moments of my life and was one of the hardest moments of my life and really find the opportunity and the possibility mm-hmm. in that, and now really be able to teach that to other people so they can do the same. Right. I, You know, something I discovered quite later after that whole painful experience was that really the messages that were that are found in the transition of divorce, messages to us of our stuff and what we need to learn. It was so Mm -hmm. eye-opening when I put that together and I went, oh, that's right. I've learned so much through that very painful transition. Do you feel the same way? Oh, my gosh. Yes, 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 (laughs) absolutely. I mean, I don't think there's ever a mistake that we go through the things that we go through in order to learn the lessons that we you need to learn as unique individuals in our lives so that, yeah. you know, so that we can become whatever we're created to be. You know, I mm-hmm. think there is, there is a very beautiful purpose to all of it. Um, and when you're in that mindset mm-hmm. and you're looking for the, the purpose or that, that possibility, then yeah, it's like, wow, you start looking and you're like, oh my gosh, I needed this wake up call. I needed to feel this alone so that I could learn how to connect or whatever that story is for you. Yeah. 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 I always like to share, and I hope you will do this, uh, the moment that, you know, we have that awakening that says, wait a minute, girl, you got to get back up. Or, wait a minute, girl, this has got more to it than what you are experiencing. And so will you share with us that that transitional, I call it the defining moment that we all have that kind of jerks us and <laughs> brings us to our present? Yeah. You know? you know, I actually feel like I had a couple. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably so. Yeah. I'm very stubborn, so uh, <laughs> a couple a couple of uh, hits over the head for me, but... 
you know, I would say there are two that really stand out for me. And one was uh, while I was still married and I just remember like looking in the mirror and being shocked because I didn't see a reflection of myself. I I didn't know who that person was. Um, Mm. I didn't like myself. I, I felt like I had literally become this shell of a human being. And it, it was terrifying. It was terrifying. It was heartbreaking. Um, it, it was just, it was a moment that is almost hard to put words to. And I knew in that moment that it, I, had, I had a choice to make. And that choice was either to stay where I was and keep doing what I was doing and keep living the life I was living and basically sell my soul, basically just completely detach from my soul or take the scariest step of my life and change Mm -hmm. and get out of where I was and get into something that aligned with whatever I was going to be. I I, I didn't even know at that time, Um, but I knew that I had to do that in order to save my soul. Yes. So I did. Yeah. Yeah. Now, how long was that moment before you actually took the step to start the divorce or whatever was it instantly or did you linger it was pretty quick I mean I wasn't happy for a while I'm you know I knew we were we were trying we were struggling we were doing whatever we could you know I hadn't been happy for a while but from that moment when I was like oh my god what what am I doing to Mm -hmm. you know actually making a change and separating was rather rather quick yeah i want to say like a couple months right yeah 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 so i did i want to ask you did you feel like you had a voice one of the one of the many things that i learned through my marriage and through my divorce and Mm -hmm. honestly i'm still learning today is that i have been silencing myself for so long including choosing into a marriage where I had no voice. Right. And, um, you know, and when I was in the marriage and even coming out of the divorce, I remember connecting with that and realizing, Mm -hmm. gosh, like I really have been just so, not only did I not have a voice externally, but I had lost my internal voice. I had lost my voice even within myself. Mm -hmm. And I remember at first feeling like blame for that, right? Like, you know, blaming it on my ex and blaming it on who he was being. And really what the lesson was for me is I am the source of my voice. Nobody else. It is up to me to use that voice and to Mm -hmm. access it and to have the faith and courage and confidence in myself to use it. Um, Mm -hmm. So that was like, funny enough, one of like the biggest gifts (laughs) of my marriage and my divorce is reclaiming my voice. Yeah. 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 I didn't realize how silent I had gotten, but I really Mm -hmm. hadn't. I kept, I kept my voice outside of the marriage because I was doing something that really inspired me. I was on a Mm -hmm. passion trip with a um, children's museum. And so it gave me, thank goodness, an outlet. But um, inside it was, I was like a different person. 
So it was yeah. kind of interesting for me because we go different. We, you know, we all journey differently through this path. So it, it yeah. was kind of interesting for me. But um, then you you mentioned your other one. What was your second one? So my second one was probably, I would say, a couple years consciously parenting, making sure that, you know, my son was protected from any conflict between his dad and I. You know, I was mm-hmm. checking off all the boxes. Yes. And what I didn't realize was I was getting further and further into this darkness that I I just... I just didn't realize it. And so I start, I, what I didn't notice was I was isolating. I was turning away from my friends. I was really stuck in this place of victimhood, basically, really yeah. you know, focused on all the things that I had done wrong or all the things that had been done wrong to me, how sad I was. You know, I was just really trying to go it alone and in a sense like just prove to the world and prove to everyone that I was okay and I was going to be able to do this and I've got this I didn't (laughs) (laughs) and I came I came on a vacation I think it was you know like I said a couple years after and uh with friends and Mm -hmm. I don't know what happened but it finally hit me and I spent the day the two days in a hotel room by myself just crying like nonstop to the point where I was afraid I would never be able to stop crying again I thought that was it um and I just woke up in that moment and realized that yeah on the surface I had been doing everything checking off the boxes Mm -hmm. but Mm -hmm. I inside I wasn't facing my truth I wasn't standing in any sort of responsibility. And as a result, I felt like a complete victim because if you don't stand in responsibility, then you have no control over anything you're doing now or any future. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, my gosh, like I have been keeping myself in so much pain and staying silent and really like outsourcing my healing instead of owning it and really like accessing my own power to heal, to speak, to, ch- to make change. It was such a defining moment for me. Huge moment. <laughs> so you would classify yourself as the model woman for divorce. Is that how you saw <laughs> you were yourself up till then? Because you were trying to do it right. Yeah. I was trying to yeah. do it right. I, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, one thing for me, and I'm I'm going to kind of think that's tickling a, a little bit with grief. We don't mm-hmm. realize that we have to grieve for yeah. the marriage that died. It is yeah. a death, you know. And I delayed mine almost eight years. So mm. I think it's quite common that we, particularly if we are the ones that pursue the divorce we almost feel like because we pursued it and I'm speaking for myself not for you but I almost felt like because I had pursued it then I was okay with it and I didn't allow myself to grieve Mm -hmm. 
And so when the grief came, I was so surprised because I had moved on. I moved to another city. I was doing all this, having a great time. But you're right. There was a sadness about it. Even when we, when we sat quietly by ourselves, when I sat quietly by myself. And so that was my lesson was I just didn't grieve. And so of course it's a big part of my teaching you gotta grieve you gotta grieve you gotta grieve <laughs> and people yeah. go enough about grief i didn't my husband didn't die and so many people have that grieving thing attached to death of a person not yep. the death of a marriage have you found that yeah in working with yeah, clients? you absolutely you are so spot on and Grieving the divorce or breakup, whatever it is, it's, it's essential. And I think that when we don't grieve, we don't allow ourselves to go through that process. Untended to grief, I mm-hmm. think actually becomes a block for future love, for like really being able to open your heart and allow yeah. yourself to love and be loved. So that yeah. process of grief, I think, you know, almost like we need to, and I love that that's such a platform for you because I like we do, we need to give each other permission to grieve any loss when we, you know, even if it's a friendship, right? Like even if you lose a friend, grief. And it's it's just, it's also, you know, it's it's a painful process, but it's also another time and another like area in my grief where so much light comes in and so much awakening, um, mm-hmm. you know, and it's done consciously. I just think there's, again, so much possibility in it. Right. Well, you have sort of, uh, your coaching, you moved in the, to the coaching of rebuilding the life and, and that's with another relationship. And I love that because as I shared with you, one for me, that has been the hardest part. You know, I, somebody says, well, don't you want a relationship? And I go, "Mm, no, don't want, mm, fine. (laughs) 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 And I have a whole list of reasons. (laughs) Right, right. (laughs) So, I'd like for you to talk to that, why you wanted to move into uh, helping one rebuild their life through creating a a partnership. Yeah, I would love to. I mean, I'm like you. I I spent, you know, I've been divorced, uh, gosh, well, separated, divorced, whichever, but like 10 years now. And like you, I spent many, many years just letting it close my heart. My heart was getting smaller and smaller and smaller. And uh, I had a friend once tell me like, you could actually see the, uh, the metal gate around (laughs) the metal wall that I had put (laughs) around my heart that, you know, she just reflected it back to me that, you know, it was very obvious that I was Uh really, really closed around myself. And so I found my way through that. Um, and I think it was such an impact on my life, the difference between living in a space where my heart was so guarded and closed and defended versus when I had finally found my way to opening my heart and being just 
available to receive and to give and vulnerable and all of that. It was mm-hmm. night and day for me, um, both internally uh, with my relationship with myself, with my relationships with other people, and then just my relationship with life in general. So mm-hmm. I, I'm just, I got so passionate about it. I was like, you know, I just want to help women who, you know, have gone through pain that really results in them feeling like they need to close off and get smaller to mm-hmm. find their way to actually allowing it to be the reason they get bigger, they expand, they open, they call in whatever it is they desire. Mm-hmm. So how do you do that? I mean, yeah, what was the yeah. moment? I mean, other than your friend, was there a aha moment of this? Yes, I do want this part of my life to open and and uh, create a recreate the love relationship um was there a- I don't know yeah I don't know if there was a moment per se um definitely that that moment with my friend but then definitely finding uh well Catherine Woodward Tom- Catherine Woodward Thomas's calling in the one program yes I you know I I kind of found it and I was like oh calling in the one like do I really <laughs> want to do this and I was like, I felt this pull and I did it. And that that's why I became a certified coach in it because the work was so powerful. It was exactly what I needed so that I mm-hmm. could specifically see within myself why I was closing my heart, what I was afraid of, what my patterns were, and then how I was going to be able to now open my heart and, and exist and show up in the world in that way, which was completely different for me. You know, it was a completely new way of being in the world that I had never really done before. Yeah. Maybe when I was a kid, but, you know, not as an adult. Right. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So when you take on that personal responsibility for yourself, mm-hmm. um, you know, I think I think a lot of us think, well, I'm adult, so I'm, you know, I feed myself, I'm doing all this other, but sometimes we don't take responsibilities. We kind of push it off on our partner to use them as the, uh, feeding our love spirit, feeding our, our, um, ego spirit, feeding everything about us. And Mm -hmm. really we're kind of trained from early childhood to work like that way. But how do you switch that, Jennifer? How do you start in the self-love? Yeah, so, you know, I always say I wish this was like this magical solvent or, you know, this like one thing I could say, go do this, and then it's all going to make sense, right? But mm-hmm. it's, it's a commitment, you know, and I think that that commitment to – um, to living in a space of really deeply knowing that you are the creator of your experience, that you are the source of whatever relationships you're creating in your life, whatever you're seeing in the mirror, you are source, you are the source of that. And I think that's mm-hmm. what Catherine's work is really, 
kind of the foundation is. And Mm -hmm. from there you can build, right? From there you can build on anything because when you start to look around at your life, I know for me, like when I stood at that perspective and said, okay, if I am the source of my relationships, my, the ones that are in front of me, the ones that, that I have lost, right? What can I see? Because that's how you're able to take responsibility. Then you can start to see, like I would see in myself, wow, I never used my voice. Mm -hmm. I never let anyone know that I needed them. I never, you know, um, asked for help, right? Like you can start to see all the ways that you have been showing up in the world and haven't been serving you. And then from there, you realize it's in nobody else's power but yours. Like, if I notice that I never use my voice, then guess what? I get to learn how to use my voice and create a different experience. Mm -hmm. Or, you know, if I never ask anyone for help and never let anybody in, I get to start learning the skill of asking for help and receiving. And then that opens up all these new opportunities for much more deeply connected relationships. Right. Are you talking about more vulnerability in a relationship? And can you be more vulnerable with yourself? Yeah. Well, I think that's where it all starts, right? And so when we start to look at relationships, they really are just a mirror of how we're treating ourselves, right? So then when you go below that, when you start to see, like I could see, I was so disconnected from myself. Right. Mm -hmm. Like I had lost Mm -hmm. even any sort of voice within me. So if you were to ask me years ago, what are you like, what do you feel like? How are you feeling or what do you need? My answer would be like, I don't know. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. I had no idea because I was so disconnected from myself and that reflected in my relationship. So absolutely. It's like those, those relationships are mirrors. And when you can, Really take the time, whether you're Mm -hmm. in relationship or not, right? Even if you're in relationship right now, if you can create the space and take the time to really work on you and Mm -hmm. learn who you are, what do you feel? What do you need? You know, where are you um, sourcing from a place of pain instead of a, a place of empowerment? And get curious, right? Get curious about yourself and be willing to grow. I think that's kind of, you know, the the magic, right? Yeah. Well, we're going to take a break now. But when we come back, I want to really get into this. What does that look like to take care of yourself? You know, to start feeling. Um, So we're going to take a quick break. We will be back. And I'm curious, aren't you out there, my dear listeners? How is Jen going to be able to help us through this and get us started? So anyway, we will be back shortly with Jennifer, and she'll tell us more. Transformational coach, motivational speaker, and author Joyce Buford returns after this short break. Close your eyes and imagine living your life without limits. Where would you go? Who would you meet? What would you do? During an Uncover Your Hidden Genius session, you will discover what's keeping you from living your life with purpose, 
passion and fulfillment of your potential. You'll get a clear vision of the steps you need to take to uncover your hidden genius so that you can live a life without limits. Sessions can be done over the phone, Skype, or in person. Find out more at www.JoyceBufordEmpowers.com or by calling 903-287-0747. Welcome back to this segment of Second Wind. Joyce Buford, the author of Effortless Happiness, continues in this segment share insights that will help you live a life of greater purpose and filled with happiness. Now here's our host, author and coach, Joyce Buford. All right. Welcome back. Now we are talking with Jennifer Butler today and she is a relationship coach. And so she was just getting into how do you start opening up your heart again, reconnect with you so that you can be able to open up to reconnect with another love relationship. So Jennifer, tell us how, if you can give us some, a beginning tool that could help us with yeah, self love. Yeah, that I love what you said because it is this once you when you can develop this deep connection with yourself, then you can uh-huh. start to develop these deep connections with other human beings and, you know, a, a lover, a husband, a, a wife, whoever that is. And so um one of the most powerful tools that I was ever taught and that I use with my clients over and over again is this tool of connecting with your own feelings and needs. Um, Catherine created this and it's called the inner sanctuary of safety, um, in her conscious uncoupling work. But Mm -hmm. what it is, is so when we have these feelings, right, we all have all these feelings. Many of us, like I kind of said before, don't really know how to name those feelings. We know we feel bad. We know we feel good, but we don't ever really get specific and precise about what we're, what we're feeling. It's a skill to be able to do that. And science kind of shows that when we do that, when we hit on the proper feeling, it actually like a name it, it actually loses its intensity. So Mm. what you can do, whether you're feeling kind of triggered in the moment, or if you're just sitting and, you know, just kind of want to do this process. um, Mm. I always say, put your hand over your heart. Mm-hmm. And just put your focus on your heart. You know, you can even turn your eyes downward and ask yourself, what am I feeling? Or you can phrase it, what are you feeling? If you can connect that there's different parts of ourselves, we have different parts that exist within ourselves. And whatever mm-hmm. comes, trust it. I'm feeling sad, right? And then the important piece is reflect it back. I can see that I'm feeling sad, or I can see that you're feeling sad. What else are you feeling? I'm feeling really overwhelmed. And you just keep going, right? You just get into this conversation with yourself where you're stating how you feel and then reflecting Mm -hmm. it back. I can see that you're feeling. Until you get to that part where you really feel like you've touched it and you just sit with it for a moment and just allow it. Don't try to fix it. Just allow it. And then ask yourself the same thing. What do you need? 
And just whatever comes, mirror it back. I need love. I need support, whatever that is. I can see that you need love. I can see that you need support. And you keep going until you feel complete. Just the act of doing that is so powerful because, first of all, you're learning how to self-soothe. You're learning how Mm -hmm. to contain yourself. You're learning how to name your feelings. You're getting connected to what you need. And you're mirroring it back so you're acknowledging yourself. Mm-hmm. And then if you want to go more deeply, then you look at, you know, your, the needs that you stated and you mm-hmm. start to look and go, okay, well, I need support. How could I give myself support? What could I do right now that would meet that need? Or if you need affection, right? What could I do right now to give myself affection? And now you're training yourself to be able to meet your own needs. So that you're not sourcing other people and coming at them needy mm-hmm. and asking yeah. them to help fix you. It's so powerful and it's such a beautiful place to start. I think it's like a mm-hmm. superpower once you really kind of start to connect into it. Right. Well, I see this as like, how am I feeling? I could see that it in my visual, my visual was uh-huh. you kept going deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper. And yep. I can almost see that it's all, um, it is for me, I think it would be necessary to have the coach there that says, okay, deeper, okay, deeper to keep you going because I would probably stop like, you know, I'm a mad, sad, or angry lady here, not really yeah. feeling all the different levels and and expressing them, you know, like you were even expressing it, which I thought was interesting. You know, anxious. I mean, we don't think of that as being a feeling normally, but right. I found that interesting. Yeah, and you're not alone. And when I, you know, and look, this is one of the reasons why coaching is so powerful, right? Because we have yeah. somebody who can help us learn new skills. And that's all this is. It's just a skill. And you're mm-hmm. not the only one who, when they first learn this, is kind of, ha- you know, I'm, I'm happy, I'm sad, I'm fine, fine. I mean, oh, fine <laughs> yes. is, is the common one, I'm right? Fine. We're all fine. fine. <laughs> I'm fine. But what's yeah. so amazing is, once you learn this practice, and yes, if you can be guided through it and really kind of brought into it with some guidance, mm-hmm. um, obviously that's, that's very effective and helpful. But this is, you know, all of my clients are like, this is their go-to. They learn how to do it first on, you know, I tell people set alarms. Set an alarm mm-hmm. in your phone that says, check my feelings and needs. Mm-hmm. Print out a list on Google, go to Google and print out the um, feelings and needs chart. I'm trying Ah. to remember the website, but you can print out a list of feelings and you'll see there's like, I couldn't believe it because I was a fine person too. There's like 50 feelings. No way. Yes. (laughs) Yes. And I did this years ago because I wanted to help my son be able to articulate how he was feeling. And I was like, I wonder if there's a list of feelings. And there Uh, are. So go to Google, print it out, put it on your wall. Same thing with needs. What are things that you might need? And uh then, you know, just sit with the list in front of you and start to feel into it. Well, I, I feel, I don't feel good today. 
oh, I see, I'm feeling overwhelmed. Oh, I'm feeling frustrated. You'll know, your body will tell you when you hit the right one. You'll feel it. Oh, really? If you're tuned in, yeah, you'll feel it. You'll go, it's like a let, it's like almost like a release. Like, oh, that's it. I was, I wasn't, I wasn't frustrated. I was, you know, I was um, enraged or whatever, right? Because they're very mm-hmm. distinct. They're very mm-hmm. distinct. I like the word triggered. That's not one that I normally think of, but there mm-hmm. are things that can trigger us. Yeah. You know, they, they throw yeah. us into agitation or I, I, you know, I don't even, ex- I can't even explain it, but there are some people that just walk in front of me and they can trigger me. That's yeah. probably undoubt with anger or something, right? All of us. I mean, we all get triggered. And what, you know, the way I understand it is we get triggered into our old stories. I think we all kind of walk around with mm-hmm. our own perspective on life, our own story about our lives, about other people, about life in general. And we live from that story and create patterns around that story. Mm-hmm. And when we get triggered, we're kind of in that pattern, you know, we're, we're living in that story. And I think that's sort of the power in this work is being woken up out of those stories and then recreating those patterns so that you're creating ways of showing up in the world that align with what brings you joy and happiness and fulfillment. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so when we notice something like being triggered, do, of, of course, I want to say you be be kind to ourselves instead of going shameful remarks, horrible remarks mm-hmm. to ourselves, but more about allowing ourselves to, where would we go from once we're triggered, Jennifer? Do we go into? I love, yeah, go ahead. I love what you said, though, first and foremost, because we're so hard on ourselves. We really are. Mm-hmm. And most importantly, give yourself grace, Right. Just be kind mm-hmm. and just notice. And then I always say, go into curiosity. Huh. Ah. What was that? What's going on? What mm-hmm. did, you know, what did, what did that bring up? Or, you know, my favorite question is like, you know, something that helps you to sort of see, okay, how, how did I play a part in that? Where did mm-hmm. I give away my power? Is there somewhere that I ignored something and now, you know, you start to play with these questions (laughs) as opposed to what's wrong with me? Why do I always do this? Or why does this type of person always bother me? Right. Because those are just shaming. We're shaming ourselves. (laughs) And no good can come of that. (laughs) I know. I was I was laughing earlier because I thought I would go to who gave me that. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you right, know. right. Like, where can we? Let's uh, put let's put it on mom and dad. You know, those yeah. <laughs> they've got broad shoulders. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I know. Our we tend to do that. Yeah, yeah. Poor mom and dad. <laughs> yeah. Oh yes. And and do you use journaling? Does it come in any place in your um? In your process? 
Yeah, I, I do. It's, it's definitely a powerful tool, not for everybody, right? Because everybody is not um, a journaler. And this is why I love that there's so many tools because certain tools resonate with certain people and guiding people to really trust their instincts on what is working for them, um, I think is another skill so that people can really connect to their intuition. Um, mm-hmm. But journaling is powerful. And I actually, um, I have that a freebie on my website that is called the Roadmap to Love. And it's a journaling process, a 10, 10, uh, step journaling process that people can go through to really open their hearts and connect with what it is that they truly desire and what might what they might need to shift in order to open uh, open their hearts to it. So, oh, that's you know, great. I love, I love journaling. Yeah. So, how do we uh, can we go and take advantage of that offer? Yeah, yeah, it's on my website. So it's. Uh, www.jennjennjoycoaching.com and it's mm-hmm. right there on the homepage and there's a there's a journal uh e-journal download there's also the checklist so it has mm-hmm. the just the 10 steps and a brief little um definition in case somebody just wants the quick easy carry it with them type thing and then yeah. people can also schedule a free session with me as well if they just want to go through the journal or just be coached and, and whatever's going on in their lives. Yeah. Wonderful. What a great offer. So go yeah. there, my friends, my listening friends out there and take advantage of this valuable tool that you can use, whatever your process is, either journaling or mm-hmm. at least the step checklist would be really, really important. But how does one move once we have I want to, I don't want to say healed, but we've gone through the process of becoming more aware of who we are and how we can love ourselves. How does one transfer that to a relationship? Hmm. You know, I think that I don't think we ever get to a, to a place, right? It's like, yeah, I think it's when you become committed to the idea that we're here to grow mm-hmm. and then you're willing to stand in that place from that perspective, live from that perspective mm-hmm. and really be focused on, well, how can I continue to grow? How can I continue to expand? How can I see everything in the world, every person, every experience as an opportunity for me to continue my process and then mm-hmm decide to be alongside somebody who's in that perspective as well and, and really committed to their own process. Right. You know, I believe that that's the way that you're able to come together and create relationships that feels that's well, it's healthy, but it feels happy and it feels fulfilling and it feels good. Right. Like mm-hmm. relationship isn't always perfect and it doesn't, it, of course there's conflict and things like that, but Relationship is supposed to feel good. You know, we're human beings. It's supposed to feel good to be near people you love. Mm-hmm. So probably I'm just thinking about this, that certain, uh-huh. certainly you change the energy around yourself when you find yourself, when you love yourself more. And so that would change the energy around interacting with other people. 
right? You don't, is that yeah, right? but you don't just change the energy. Absolutely, the energy changes. But more importantly, right. or same importantly, I'm not sure, but um, <laughs> change the way you show up. Right. You're, you're, you're interacting in the world and relating mm-hmm. to the world in a completely different way. Mm-hmm. Right. So if you weren't mm-hmm. using your voice, now you're using your voice. If you were somebody who didn't know how to respect boundaries and so you were pushing people away. Well, mm-hmm. now you've learned how to respect boundaries and, and encourage people or inspire people to come closer to you. Right. right. So it's like, The energy changes, but so does the way you exist here in the world in relationship to others. Yeah. Which then pulls in different people, right? So, Mm -hmm. you know, if you're existing in this really happy, healthy, nourished, love-filled way where Mm -hmm. you're really empowering yourself and um, existing in the world like that, then you're pulling in and connecting with others that are yes. existing in the world that way as well. Right. Yeah. Um, you, I think you, do you use only intention or any envisioning? Do you do any of that work with your uh, pulling in the relationships and attracting those, those relationships that would fit you or, Am I yes, saying this yes. right? <laughs> yes, totally. It's a cornerstone, right? Because the intention is so important, right? It's like what what it's like what are you living into? What is the future mm-hmm. that you are so committed to that mm-hmm. you will use that intention as your north star to make your decisions today so that when I'm making my choices Am I choosing something that's going to bring me closer to my intention? And if that's in, if that intention is to, to be partnered, right? And when I have a choice point, which we have them all day, every day, well, how I'm going to choose is I am going to choose the, the, the choices that align with my intention because I'm standing strongly for mm-hmm. what I desire in the future. And so that yeah. intention is the guiding light. It's the North star. And then the visioning I think is so important because, well, science has shown us, right. That we really can't tell the difference between what's happening in our imagination and what's happening in life. But it's, it's so powerful because when you're visioning, you're, you're having a sensory experience about not only what you desire for your future, but who you are being in that. How are you feeling? How are you speaking? Mm-hmm. Who are you being? What is that sensory experience like? Mm-hmm. That's what makes yeah. the, the the visioning experience so powerful. Right. Um, I know of some people that advocate writing their letter describing their perfect mate. Um, mm-hmm. Is that a process that you use in your your coaching? Creating that? You know, I've, yeah, I've seen that. For me, the most important thing, again, every everyone's different, and some people sure. love that tool, and, and sometimes I will say or, like, write a letter to God, you know, whatever God is to you. Um, uh-huh. But the one that I think across the board 
that is so essential for anyone who really desires to call in happy, healthy partnering Mm -hmm. is writing down your core values. Because sometimes when Ah. you write that letter, it Mm -hmm. it gets, we can get caught up in silly things, right? Like you're tall and you, right? Like you have brown eyes and, and yes, you know, sometimes people can get that detailed. I'm not sure that that matters as much though. But when you can write down those four or five non-negotiables, those things that are the definition of your essence, of who you are, and know those, right? Like for me, like it's passion, it's purpose, it's somebody who's growth oriented. There's things Mm -hmm. that, that have to exist for me to be in the fullest version of myself. Really yeah. connecting with those and writing those down, that's mm-hmm. such a beautiful starting point. Because if I meet, let's just, for example, if I use myself, if I were to meet someone who is not growth-oriented and that is, like, not even on their radar, I automatically know there's there's no – we can't connect, right? <laughs> yes. We wouldn't be of service to one another. Right. So yeah. that's, that's the one I kind of, like, really help, you know, try to – provide to, to my clients and um, help them to really kind of dig in within themselves to, to really yeah. understand. And yeah. Well, tell us how, um, tell us how my audience can touch base with you again through going to your website. Yeah. So my website is um, Jen, J E N N joy coaching.com. I'm also mm-hmm. on Instagram at that same, at Genjoy Coaching. And I am also really excited to be um, in the next few weeks. I don't have a date yet, but I am creating a membership group for um, anyone who's going through any sort of divorce or breakup, past or present. Um, just a, a, a community where uh, there will be coaching and mentorship and support. Um, around conscious heartbreak. And yes. I'm, just, I'm super excited because it's going to be a place where you said, like, where women can grieve mm-hmm. in, a, in a space where they're safe, but somebody, not just somebody, but an entire group of women are holding the light for what's possible yes. in the future. It's a, just a completely right. different way of holding space for one another. So, right. Yeah. Well, so yeah. Um, that sounds great. Um, now, I'm wondering, and I don't mean to put you on the spot, but have you been able to do this in your in your life? My life is that relationship. Oh, am I with somebody? I am not partnered. I'm not. Um, I actually, but my see for me, it's been more about my relationship with myself and the way that my relationships throughout my entire life have Mm -hmm. changed. Yeah, the process yeah. in and of itself is like, gosh, my life is night and day. And if you look at, if you ask my friends, you know, like, <laughs> wow, like you are just a completely different person. Not different, but they say they're the person that they saw that I was like way, way, way down deep. Um, um, and here I am, you know, and so, yeah. 
but I'm not partnered yet. So we'll see when mine is called in. <laughs> yeah. Well, you're on your way for sure. Because if you're doing, yeah. you've done the self-love and the self-worth, it's got to be in the future for you. Now, what is the most, when they comment about the most change, or maybe you could share, what do you think has been the biggest change in you when it comes to, have we already said it? Well, I mean, I think it's sort of the corner, like really what we've been talking about. My heart yeah. is so open. My heart yeah. is so open. I am just, I'm so emotionally available. Um, right. I'm honest. I'm vulnerable. I am, I embrace conflict. I used to be the type of person that if I felt like somebody was going to leave me or was going to be mad at me, I would mm-hmm. strike first. I would leave first oh. or get mad first, right? Yeah. Because right. I didn't want to be hurt. So, yeah. you know, now I just, gosh, if, if, I, if I'm afraid somebody's mad or if I feel like I've done something, I embrace it. You know, I, I, I engage it. Um, yeah. Yeah, I and I just, bet you your your forgiveness has has you you're able to handle forgiveness better. Yes. I'm able to forgive, yeah, myself yeah. and others, and and respect when other people can't forgive me, mm. and still love them anyway. Yeah, that's big. Yeah. That's really big, yeah. Jen. Yeah, that yeah, forgiveness thing is a bugaboo. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's like a whole nother episode. (laughs) (laughs) You are so right. I know. That's a huge, that's a whole other. (laughs) I know. Well, I love that you are um, kicking off your mastermind. Are you calling it a mastermind? It's going to be a a, membership. It's going to be a try, but it's a group, a membership group coaching program. Yeah, I love that you're doing them because I think that's going to be a great resource for so many people. And the actual way to get to the membership site will be by going to the web your website. Yeah, so if anyone is interested and just wants to kind of be kept up to date as that unfolds, they can just join my mailing list and then all the instructions for when that's launching and how to become a part of it um, mm-hmm. will you know be emailed out through my mailing list. The best part about it is it's going to be accessible to everybody. I've, for so long, I've had this mission to make coaching accessible, not only to people who can afford one-on-one coaching, but to everyone. And so I've found a way. And so it's going to be less than a hundred dollars a month. And it's like, I I just, I just want to like shout from the rooftop that, you know, (laughs) it's available, you know, and it's like, I just, I can't wait to bring it all together. Yeah. I think it's really a good tool um, that people can have as a resource to get answers. You know, this yeah. isn't working for me. What What do I need to do? So I think it's a valuable tool that you've got going there. I have so loved. I'm going to immediately go to your website and get the checklist and the e-journal and take Yay. advantage of your offer because I think that would be a great tool to have in my um, toolkit. But yes. we are coming to the close I hate to close oh. this, Jennifer, because it I was know, so much like, fun. Oh. 
you know, just you were so open and shared so much good information that I know my listeners are going, wow, I could do this too. And yes, what is self-love can. look like? Yeah. So thank you yeah. very much for being on Second Wind today. I appreciate your your knowledge and your growth and, and that you've come to address this important part of someone's relationship. So thank oh. you very much for being here. Thank you so much for having me. This has been a joy. Good. So, all right, listeners, as we go into next week, I want you to remember what you've learned here. Go to uh, Jennifer's website. Seek out the wonderful tools she's offered us. And for your thought this coming week, I certainly do hope that you will put yourself on first on that thought so that you can start loving yourself today you are the most important i know you don't hear that very often but you are from where i stand so i certainly am treasure that you were with us today and i look forward to seeing you next week have a great week Joyce Buford returns next week at the same time for another edition of Second Wind. Through the Joyce Buford Empowerment System, women are receiving the support they need through their transitions and are able to reclaim their true purpose with confidence. They receive the tools they need to map out new lives. You can find out more about her coaching services at JoyceBufordEmpowers.com.